Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Syl of Syl Rouse Designs. Um, I reached out to Syl just a little bit ago, probably back in the beginning of the month, to chat with her, and I'm so glad I did. It was super fun learning about her journey um, of coming from Brazil to America, how she got started as a maker in Brazil, and how uh, different it is being a female maker in Brazil versus in the U.S. and her uh, experience there, as well as talking about some of her design style. So I think you will definitely enjoy this interview as much as I did. Uh, but before we get into the interview, got to check off a few things. Number one, give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you, Laura of Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaimed Living Store, Brandy, Studio Bay, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Design. So thank you so much for being patrons and helping to uh, support the podcast on an ongoing monthly basis. Really uh, appreciate that greatly. All right. Also, a few things to get out of the way. One being... There will be a brand new segment of the podcast. It won't be a new podcast, but a brand new segment of the podcast that right now the working title of is going to be The Wonder Women. It will come out under the Maker Mom podcast name uh, every Wednesday, starting next Wednesday, July 1st. And uh, it will still be interview style, but what you will be hearing from those segments are female woodworkers, metal workers, female women in the trades, basically just all women makers um, who are not moms. Because guess what? There are amazing women out there who are not moms and their stories definitely need to be heard as well. So that will be coming out again next Wednesday, July 1st will be the very first time that that comes out. And currently it's going to be staying a part of the Maker Mom podcast, but it will just be a new segment and I'm going to be calling it the Wonder Women, I think is what I'm going with for now. Um, It may eventually in the future become its own separate podcast, potentially. Uh, Not real sure about that yet, because like most things in my life, I did not put a whole lot of planning (laughs) into this decision. It's just something I've wanted to do for quite some time, be able to interview other women who are makers but aren't moms. And I decided to just say, to heck with it. Let's just add it under the Maker Mom podcast umbrella and go for it right now. So look forward to uh, listening to 
those episodes as well starting next week so you'll get to hear from me twice a week yay and amazing uh female makers both times awesome all right so i think that is the last of the kind of announcements before we get into the podcast make sure you listen all the way through uh at the end for just a couple more goodies all right with no further ado here's sil with sil ralph designs um, why don't we just get started with uh, you giving a little bit of an introduction about yourself? Okay, my name is Silvana Ralph. Um, people here call me Sil. <laughs> I'm from Brazil and I moved to America four years ago. So my English is like that weird sometimes. <laughs> and it's been like adventure here. I, I got married two years ago. So everything for me is new. I have a daughter that's 10 years old and it's a girl and her name is Sophia. And this is pretty much my life. And I have two dogs. I don't have too much to like, I don't have, my life is just normal. <laughs> yeah, she's Brazilian. Okay. And so we actually live in Utah, but he, he's finished his master in PA in California. So we moved to California for the next to two years. Um, all right. And then what kind of things do you uh, like to make as a maker? I like to make furniture, like dining tables, ping pong tables, couches, bed, everything. I love good, like small things too, but my main thing is like big furniture. Okay. Awesome. Um, well, before I get into like how you got into making the furniture, uh, let's talk a little bit about your childhood. So we know you're from Brazil since you just said that, um, but what kind of things were you uh, interested in as a child? It's funny because I never was interesting. I was like the, my dad's side. I was the oldest kid, grandkid. So I never was interested about girl stuff, like doll houses and all the girls thing I never was interested I mean I like into makeups and you know and but I'm not like a man like style so I'm like in the middle I always like to play with boy stuff with boys so I was more into like skate rollerblades uh-huh. type of games <laughs> okay okay and then um what about when you were like um older as a teenager in kind of like your early 20s what what were you uh doing then um i was my life is more like i was very healthy i'm still healthy like everything was about gym i was i worked out like every single day i was like a gym rat in my teenagers and i was like that since i'm still like that so I always trying to have like a very good habit, you know? So for me, it was more like, all go to parties, spend night in the party. I was a very party girl when I was a teenager. And then, but then after I have my my daughter and everything, I switch like it's super healthy, no drinks, nothing. So my life was so like different. It was like, (laughs) I don't know. All right. Um, did you have um, like a career early on or did you um, 
uh, work anywhere before getting into the making furniture? I was studying for nurse when I, I was actually doing like a college, nurse college. And mm -hmm. then I, I, I studied for a year and then I gave up because it wasn't for me. And then I did again. I studied for two years nurse and I said, no, I can't do this anymore. And then, and then I found out for English. This was before I got pregnant. So I was like crazy about English and I have to go to America and find a job there that like many. And this was my, my dream, became my dream to come to America and speak English. So then I, I started this program. It's like um, au pair mm -hmm. where yep. you babysit for two mm -hmm. years. And so this is what I was doing. And then the time I had my boyfriend was my daughter's dad. And it was like on the way, I was literally all my bags, everything was ready to America. And then I got pregnant. <laughs> and then I stayed in Brazil for more eight years. <laughs> after that and then okay. after my daughter so when i got pregnant then when i started this would you work in life okay um how like did you have experience beforehand like doing woodworking no uh so when i was pregnant my my pregnancy was hard it was like a risk it was risk but it was like hard so i could not do to myself so I was started like trying to decorate her room. So this is how I started, little by little. I paint myself. And then less than a year, when she before she became a year, turning a year, I, I started building, I was trying like growing beauty big stuff. But it was more like for her. Mm -hmm. And then in the beginning it wasn't actually to be like a business, but then it became a business. Okay. But my main thing in furniture when I was in Brazil, I was I was wasn't built from scratch like I do here. It was mm -hmm. more like a, someone giving me a window and she wanted me to turn into a bench. It was more like this type of thing. So maybe like um like repurposing type of yes. stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I and then I I built like little boxes. People in Brazil love boxes like MDF. People love me the act in Brazil. <laughs> so I mean, I I've I've never been to Brazil, so I don't know the answer to this question. But is is woodworking like as popular there as it is kind of here in the United States? No, actually, uh, at least where I am from, no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and another thing too, it's hard for a woman. Do do if you see a woodworker, you're probably going to see a guy doing woodwork there. Where mm -hmm. I'm from, I cannot say for all over, but my grandpa, he was the best woodworker in my city. He was a sculptor. He he sculpted like his saints for church, like a toy yep. church. So he was like awesome. But I never had a chance to do anything with him because he was very. Uh, he was the type of guy that woman has to be in the kitchen, you know. So mm -hmm. I have a hard time with woodworking there. But he is different. This is why I like here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, when I say I'm a woodworker, people are like, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, talk about that a little bit, kind of the, maybe the difference in experience. So um, 
like you said, kind of there, you know, most, mostly it's going to be, at least in your area, men doing woodworking. Was it hard then to like turn it into a business and, and get work? For me, because I was the type of person that was kind of rebel. I didn't care what people say. And I was more like, I don't care. And I remember that, for example, my stepdad, because I was, I was using my stepdad's backyard to build different things because my house was super small. So he's like very OCD. So for him was like, he just, what you work for him was just mess for him. So I have a hard time to build it, to find a place to do. And for sale things, people thought I was weak. You know, like every time when I made a friend, oh, you made this? Oh, you sure it's like strong? I remember one day that my neighbor, he saw all the furniture I was making and he, he actually did this, he just saw like the furniture ready. So he was like, oh, it's cool. And then one day he went to my house and he actually saw me building. He was like, oh my goodness, you actually do. I said, yes, I do. So from you, I was like, ah, it's, it was hard to sell things there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so that's kind of what it was like there. Um, when you came to America, I mean, did you start right away with selling stuff here as well? So when I was in Utah, so I, got, just, I came here because I got married to American. So I was like, first, for the first year, I was just doing my, my furniture for a house, for a wedding, all this stuff. So I wasn't actually planning to sell anything. My plan was just have fun and you know be at home and then two years later I said no I want to do more stuff and then I started posting it on the marketplace on Facebook and then when I saw my furniture was so much better that I said no I have to start selling and then I, was, I got I got some people like orders to start so mm-hmm. then when I saw I was already like crazy about working and mm-hmm. I was actually building like big stuff from scratch and and it became like I cannot do anything else I can't picture myself doing anything else besides where you are that's awesome so now do you have do you get to have shop space now yes I it's smaller right now in Utah I have like a three car garage to shop and here so we moved to California for my husband in school so we, right now we live like in a family housing. So it's like a very small garage. But yeah, it's, it's California is not very good. I don't know if it's the area they live. The area is terrible for, for business. But it's been it, with the pandemic and all this mm-hmm. problem at the same time because we just moved in the same like in January. Yeah. So Utah was much better for me. But yeah, I'm still building and I'm... Right now, my my focus is more like find what type of woodworking furniture that actually I love to do. And I'm, mm-hmm. I would say I'm finding myself, mm-hmm. you know, like, this way my goal, my, my goal for now. What part of California are you living in now? Yeah, in Monterey, like in South or Southwest, like, uh, like one hour away from, <laughs> like one hour away, no, one, two hours north. South, ah, it's close to San Francisco. Okay, yes, yeah. Yeah, so you're kind of um, more middle of the state 
Um, uh, I lived in Oceanside, California for almost five years. And that's like um, San Diego, which is super Southern California. Uh, I think it's six hours from here. Yeah. yeah six hours from here. But one yeah. thing is where I live, it's like super small has a lot of students because like a student place and mm -hmm. people that's retired too. So people don't want to buy furniture very much here because they're moving and it's super, super cold and rain every single day. Yep. I've actually, I've been <laughs> in that. Yeah. I've been in that area just briefly for, um, I was there for work. And so I kind of took a road trip up to kind of where you're at. Um, if you were in Southern California, you would find that there's woodworkers like everywhere. Um, there's a lot of woodworking mm -hmm. in Southern California. Um, so now you're working with a little bit smaller of space, but if you're building from scratch, are you, um, what kind of lumber are you working with? Is it stuff, are you like getting doing like two by four furniture or are you building like from like rough sawn like slabs? Everything actually. Everything? I, I, okay. No, I don't do, no, I don't do slabs because I don't have like my machines. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I don't think it's in my kind of customers. They, they are more like in a meter range price mm -hmm. range, you know, they are not like, yeah. So what I do is I have three types of furniture, I would say is one that is just fine that I just use two by fours when someone ordered for me mm -hmm. for my farmhouse style. This is now my actually my what I love to do. Yes, yeah. when when it's order. But my when I'm not doing customer working, I do I just use like it's like type of I use a lot of scrap wood furniture. My type of scrap wood furniture where I mix walnut, poplar, oak, and maple so I, this is my type of furniture and plywood mixing everything together it, it's pretty cool I, I love it I, I'm, I'm I'm liking I'm start liking more this style mm -hmm. where do you get to like is there places for you to source that kind of wood around you pine is being a problem here because I don't know if it's because I live so close to the ocean but the pines in the lumber store which I normally go to Home Depot, it's all wet. So it's being super hard to buy for like pine here. But normally when I buy like um, maple, oak, whatever I need like more, I normally go to Woodcraft that I just order online. But I'm looking for like a lumber store here in this area to see if I can work with them, you know, for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what kind of tools do you get to work with in your shop now? My main tool is a table saw, but I, I use a miter saw, a planner, a jointer, a drill press, bench saw. I have pretty much everything like for a, I don't have like a big type of furniture, like machines. My machine's mm -hmm. like still like middle size. I, I have pretty much everything that I need right now. That's awesome. Um, had you ever used tools before you started like you know making furniture for your daughter well no when i was in brazil like i said it was more most mdf <laughs> because people they're like i mdf is super soft right so 
my I was using I could use like I literally could cut with handsaw and it was my main tool and the you know <laughs> the handsaw. I remember my uncle is working in construction, so every time when I had, I was sickle I saw, and I remember that every time when my my my, my uncle because he worked in a construction site. I borrowed his sickle saw to cut something big and then I have to give him 30 minutes later. It was like, oh my God, I have to buy. In Brazil, tools, it's so expensive. So expensive. It's crazy because I think everything comes from here. The good ones that comes from here, it's pretty expensive. And yeah, it's four times more expensive than here. Wow. Yeah. So, that's That's not the first time I've heard that. Um, not specifically about tools, but things in general, that things are much more expensive yeah. in Brazil than here. Wood, if you want to work with actually real wood, is more expensive too. Mm -hmm. So MDF is what people use a lot there. Mm -hmm. So did it end up turning into a business by kind of like by accident? No was a lot of hard work, it was an accident. I promise <laughs> you that I really have to work so hard to actually, I mean, it starts in the beginning, was was easier because I was have, I actually have a normal job, a full-time job. So when you have something on the side, you think it's easier to go, you know, you get some waters here and there. And my, my stepmother, she's, you know, she's very like, she's so supportive with me, with my work, that she's helped me with everything. But then after I say, okay, I'm stopping doing full-time job and I'm just going to focus on working. And then I say, I thought hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, because so you were depending hard. on it then, right? You had to have, like, you had to get orders mm -hmm. and stuff then. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, so your daughter's 10, so... She's pretty self-sufficient at this point. I would. yeah. She she's turning eleven November. Okay. Yeah, she's very, very. She's like she's a little woman. I'd say mm -hmm. very responsible, and you know she has her own thoughts. She's not into do to like art anything. She likes computer and cell phone. <laughs> All the technology to, stuff. When, when she was like, yeah, yeah. She actually teaches me a lot of stuff. I feel like I'm so old every time when she teaches me something. When she was two years, three years old, I remember that she went um, work with me and learning things, but it doesn't anymore. <laughs> are are you my husband? I'm oh, sorry. Are you already in the category of not being cool? Did she already put you in that well, category? No, she <laughs> thinks I'm cool, but she said to me that I'm old. I'm 33 years old, and she's like, "Mom, you old." I said, "What? I, what?" <laughs> How about so? Does your husband have? Um, does he have any interest in woodworking? No, he's like he, he's he's like he, he like he working with dogs and healthy. So he's studying for PA right now, and he's like very OCD. He complains a lot about my messy shop. But he helps me like every time when I, because he's a very perfectionist, I use his, his streets, right? Treats 
for my advance, for my advantage. So every time when I build something, I always bring to him to, so he can see what mistakes I made. So he sometimes helped me some designs, but he don't like being a shop. <laughs> he said that he would try, but I, he goes there three minutes, how's going? And then leaves. <laughs> so you mentioned before, like you mentioned Facebook marketplace and stuff like that. Um, is that how like you still sell things? Um, so I sell my, I sell in three ways, which is two is a marketplace and one in the Instagram. So the first one is the custom ones that I, I try to market my work on, on Instagram, on Facebook and trying to bring clients to me where it's like a custom furniture. This is the first one and which is both. So the second one is I do my own design and I post on Facebook, on Instagram and try to sell Mm-hmm. To, the, to someone new or maybe someone old mm-hmm. and the third one is I, I besides my so then I have like the, my own design that's a little bit more expensive that I try and sell for more expensive and then the other one that I I try to go lower price you know like it's less material like less, cheaper material some maybe some scrap from pine or something and then I try and sell a little bit cheaper on marketplace too Okay. And a lot of this sales turn to my clients, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try to go in three categories of people, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't be just like in expensive or just, you know, like low income or something. I'm trying to be in three. Okay. Um, so where do you feel like you have uh, better results, like through Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. For sure. Um, so Instagram, it's more like a people that's already became my customers and then they follow my Instagram and they buy there. But the problem is they don't buy as often, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also I still have tons of people, like 50% of my Instagram is from is Brazilian <laughs> and 50% is American. So Brazilian don't buy my, my stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Facebook is my, so I would say my, the, the furniture that I make that's cheaper, I sell the most on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was gonna, that's here, what I was going to say. In California, this is how it works in California. Utah, it's, all, it's like, I do the same way, but Utah, I, I get more customer. I get more customer furniture. I get more sales. It wasn't so much better mm-hmm. than here. Um, that, I was going to ask about the, the cheaper on Facebook. Um, just because like personally I've struggled with being able to, um, sell, especially my, I, I generally just do like my own original designs. I do very little custom work. Um, and I've just had a hard time of getting, you know, people, people basically not wanting to spend that price, um, on Facebook marketplace. Exactly. Facebook, even if you everything you make, it's new. They still have the mindset that Facebook is always used or has to be cheaper, right? So that's why I give a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. And then then it, let's say someone texts me and say, hey, what's the dimensions? Or let's say it's not what they are looking for. And then I say, okay, so if you want something more customized, you can just check my Instagram and see my work there. And then I can do something. It will be a little mm-hmm. more expensive, of course, but 
I got a lot of clients like this too. Okay. So you, you, what kind of furniture do you make furniture, right? I do. Yes. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm changing more to predominantly being a power curver. So all of my furniture is, is power carved. Yeah. Is, is all power carved pieces. Um, which I don't think people realize how long <laughs> it takes to I know, right? power carve that stuff. Um, <laughs> um, so I've kind of uh, recently just been doing smaller pieces, you know, like home decor pieces, because those are easier to move and they take less time for me to, the to only, get them done. I want to do small things, but the problem is for Facebook, it's hard to sell a small thing. And I'm really obsessed with this plywood patterns now that I want to like do more, you know, like I want to like fit more in my work. And the thing is like, yeah, you don't even know what you want to do because people take you to another area, right? If I could like choose, I would just build furniture for kids. Mm -hmm. But I don't, the market's not high for kids, I think. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, in general, I think it's always kind of hard. There's the misconception out there by people that if it's handmade, it's supposed to be cheaper. Um, and I think, I think, honestly, I think they get that because they think the material cost is less, which is true, but handmade takes way longer to make than something you mm -hmm. go buy you know, off the shelf somewhere. No, I, I feel like people actually are saying more like, okay, she bought the materials and her, her work doesn't count. She just has to like yeah. charge for the materials. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like beautiful free, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been, I think I, I try to focus on um, when I can, when I'm not building or making, you know, content specifically around what I'm building I try to put out a uh, like educational things for customers like laying out like okay this item you know even though it's small takes this much time to build and if I only if I charged minimum wage it would still be more expensive than what it was in the store and like just laying that out to help educate uh, potential clients so that they understand when I give them a high price why you know and then I don't have to explain as much hopefully um, yeah sometimes I feel bad every time when I have to like make a quote and I have to like say the price I already like expect the person's jump out of the chair yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally I mean I totally get that too and what tends to happen is then I end up giving them a price that's lower than what I'm worth, than what my time is worth, because I'm like, yeah, there's no, there's no way they'll us, say yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this is, I mean, this is your work, but still like you're, you know, you're a mom and you've got, and you're a wife and you've got this business and you guys have moved. So how do you manage doing all of that? It's crazy. <laughs> but my husband, he's very like, he's very, he helps a lot. He's helps a lot, like for everything. He's very organized. When, every time we move, we always trying to like plan together all everything so we can, you know, 
manage everything. Mm-hmm. And we have two big dogs, so it's like a, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, but I feel like, but I think if you, you like, if the couple work together and like in a, you know, time management, I think everything, it's possible. <laughs> yes. Um, but sometimes, you know, you gotta, um, some things you'll be better at this week and some things you'll be better at next week, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen I'm very bad i'm bad with like time management about like my builds you know I, I when i go on instagram and i see i see some people showing so many things that they build in like in a day or two i was like oh my goodness i'm still like <laughs> drinking my coffee <laughs> oh I, i'm the same way i've just learned that when i say i think something will take me 10 hours to make to expect that it will really take 20 or 30 hours to make that thing whatever it is like just expect it will take longer because i'm never right about my times um have you have you i mean how has it been to try and make um with this pandemic going on because I'm sure your daughter has been home and schools got canceled it's being harder because my husband so he especially for my husband's is the worst because she's always on the phone <laughs> but he is very active in the dog so he's studying at home and he used the entire house as his office he's He's moving his office chair to the living room, to the backyard, to the kitchen. And so he's camping there all week, each, every day in a different spot. So it's like, and I have to like do laundry and then be in the shop at the same time. And then I have to feed him and then walk the dogs. So uh, I, I cannot wait to go back to normal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this has been the first, Wednesday was the uh, first day that uh, my two little ones went back to daycare, and I think I was like dancing a jig on the way there, because it's just like, (laughs) it has been three months of not being able to get like anything really done, (laughs) because... Um, yeah, and then sometimes when I'm like in the middle of a project, I say I'm like in the middle of the glue up, and then he comes to the the garage and say, "Hey, do you want to eat something?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to say no, right? So it's like very tem- tempting to not do things. Mm-hmm. What, what state you live? What What are your state? I'm in Iowa, so I'm in the middle of the country, uh, basically. It's pretty much right back. It's it gets um it gets hot and humid in the summer, but um not nearly as humid as like the south, but it still gets like the this last week's been upper eighties, lower nineties, and really humid. Today the sky's gray and super cold inside. Like yesterday too. <laughs> yeah. That's the part of yeah, that's the part of the country you're in for sure. Like that's kind of that weather. There. I don't like. I I hate. <laughs> I like sun. Eat. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like more motivated to do things when it's hot. Yeah, that's the opposite for me. I would feel more vo- motivated in your type of weather right now than I do in my type of weather for sure. <laughs> and here, if you like, in the middle of the day, you go see my heat, my heat, my heater. It's like eighty. So my husband was like, 
sweating. <laughs> and then we had to compromise to 60, 72. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a big compromise about the heater. <laughs> and my big dog is always like breathing heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your favorite part about being a woodworker? I think it's planning what I'm going to build. It's more like Pinteresting. <laughs> I, I th- and then see later, you know, like I, before in the beginning, I enjoyed so much buy lumber, but today I don't enjoy anymore. So now it's more like start building. I feel like the planning is much better. Mm-hmm for me mm-hmm. yeah what's your favorite part about being a mom I think it's more like in the end of the day you know you you sit down and then you have a conversation and then you realize how amazing she's becoming you know like as for me sometimes she talks to me and I feel like she's more adult than me <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh my goodness, I, she's just amazing. I think it's like, you see your result, you know, like a, yep. the result of your, all this year. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, I think it's it. <laughs> what's yours? What's, what's, what's your, my favorite? That's hard. Like, I feel like that's an unfair question after they have been home for three <laughs> months, but um <laughs> No, they make me, even when they frustrate me, they make, both of them make me laugh at least once a day. Like they're just, you know, super funny and I love watching them together. I have a son and a daughter and my son's the oldest and he can be like a super sweet big brother, especially when he doesn't think anybody's watching him. You know, that's when he'll be really nice to his little sister. Um, but yeah, I have those moments too. Um, just the other day, he, he turned seven this month and I looked at him and he's, he's, he is super tall for his age. And I'm like, when did you turn into a young man? Like, I just don't, too. <laughs> like, when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, Maya is super tall too. And she, I cannot leave to her anymore. <laughs> I remember putting her in my uh-huh. arms to sleep and now I can't. <laughs> yep. yep. Like, mom, you can't anymore. Yes. <laughs> She's like almost, she's my, uh, she's almost my, 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 my she's like super tall for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, both, both my kids are super tall for their age and I'm short, you know, I'm only 5'3 and my son. Oh, so I was going to say I wasn't short. I was going to say that I was pretty tall, but I'm 5'4, so I'm <laughs> short. <laughs> well, my son is. Mm, he's over 50 inches now. I mean, he's, and he's only going to be seven. So he's, I'm pretty sure by the end of second grade next year, he'll probably be as tall, if not taller than me. So (laughs) I'm going to be. I thought I was pretty tall. (laughs) You're probably, I'd say that that's actually pretty close to average, you know, five, four. Mm -hmm. Um, you're probably pretty, I don't know. Are you tall in Brazil? Yeah. I I, I, no, I think I'm in normal. I think I'm in normal Brazil. Like okay. no short, no tall. But by okay. then my mom, she's like one inch less than me and she's super, super short. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm short. 
Um, what do you think, or what do you hope that your daughter learns from seeing you, um, not only being like a woodworker and making things, but also like you have your own business. What do you hope she learns from seeing that growing up? I wish she can take over before I die. (laughs) I don't know. I wish at least if it's not her, but I still want to have maybe two more kids. So at least I want one that has my, my passion for woodworking. And I don't know. I want to teach them. I want to, even if they don't actually like woodworking, but I want to treat them so they can do a lot of stuff, you know, like different stuff. I don't know. Of course, I cannot hope for, for that, right? I have to just be open mind, whatever they choose to be. Right. <laughs> but I wish at least one of my kids. Yeah, I hope, I for, like I hope for that hands. too. Yeah, I hope I hope for that too. I don't know if I'm going to get it either, but I hope for it. <laughs> yeah, especially because me and my husband has different interests, you know? Like he's more active outdoor and more indoors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what uh, would be your advice uh, to another mom who might want to start doing woodworking, but um, is kind of, you know, hesitant to, to take that leap and start? Someone asked me one day about if it's someone that never did woodworking should start with like small or big furniture. And I would say start with big. You know, like you, if, if someone is hesitate, don't don't be don't be scary because it's not it's not hard, you know. And if you like, is scared to tack something really big. I feel like big stuff it's easier than small stuff because when you make a mistake in the, in the big thing, you don't actually see so clear, right? When you right. have like a tiny thing, so I don't know. Just do it, like Nike. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. That's right. <laughs> no, actually, that's Home Depot. No, I think it's Home Depot. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. Nike. Just do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Seal, we've actually gotten to the end of our time. Um, oh, but I, I'm want, <laughs> I know. I want to give you a chance to um, tell everyone where they can follow you on, you know, on all of the internet. I'm most, I have Facebook, but I don't share very much because I'm more active on Instagram. And if you want to follow me and see my journey and my work, <laughs> follow me on Instagram, which is Steel Ralph's Design, which is uh, Ralph's Design. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'll link to that in the show notes for the podcast so everybody can, okay. can find okay, it. Okay, because I don't know if people can understand when I say my name sometimes. I I think you're good. I think you're all good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very active on Instagram, so I'm always there. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see what uh, big piece of furniture you come up with. Oh, also, actually, I have a YouTube channel that which the same. It's still Ralph's design. You can find me there, and it's new. And hopefully, people can see me doing things. Yeah, awesome. I'll link to that as well. All right, so that they can uh, check out both. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you for staying with me. (laughs) 
I know sometimes my accent, I don't know what you feel, but my accent is a little overwhelming sometimes, at least for me, when I listen myself. <laughs> I think your accent is just fine, is more than fine. I could understand you perfectly well, so I don't think you have anything okay. to worry about. All right, so again, that was Syl of Syl Ralph Designs. A fantastic interview. Thank you so much, Syl. And uh, if you would like to get the word out or help support the Maker Mom podcast, which will now include the new segment of the Wonder Women, uh, there are several ways you can do that. Probably, you know, the easiest way for anybody to do, costs no money whatsoever, is to just rate and review the podcast, especially if you write a nice review up on iTunes. That really helps with the algorithm and helps people find the podcast. But uh, if you don't listen to the podcast on iTunes, please make sure that you do subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Um, I will be looking to add the podcast to even more platforms over the summer just to make sure uh, anyone can listen to it no matter how they get their podcast. So that's option number one. Option number two, uh, maybe in addition to, if you will, is to join the Patreon tribe. Come on over, be a patron. There's three different tier levels, the $1, $3, and $5 a month tier levels. And there are different goodies you get at each of those levels. And I'm actually gonna be adding in some new goodies. Um, there's already the t-shirt at the $5 level, which currently includes the mom squad listed on the back. And then at the $3 level is the sticker, but I think I'm gonna add in a few other things and probably move the sticker to the $1 level and, uh, and then extra goodies at the three and the $5 level. Um, so head on over there. I'm gonna be, asking for a lot of input from the patron patrons over on patreon this summer so if you want to have a voice in how the podcast continues to be shaped and evolve um, over time that's a perfect place to join so if you're not familiar with patreon you can go to www.patreon and that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash maker mom podcast or the easiest way to find pretty much all information regarding the podcast is to just follow maker mom podcast on instagram and that is just at maker mom podcast over on instagram link in the bio there it's a link tree link so you can get to patreon and i think that one's titled join the tribe you can get to the show notes so go check out uh, seals episode show notes so you can follow along on all of her social media platforms and all the previous guests this will also include the new wonder women segment all of those guests will be up in those show notes as well so you can check them out re-listen to their episodes and whatnot all right so patreon is the second option for helping support the podcast and the third option is just outright merch purchase uh there is again i mentioned the maker mom podcast t-shirt with the mom squad listed on the back so that has the maker mom podcast logo on the front and the mom squad listed on the back and you can get that 
in the store on my Freeman Furnishings website. So again, there is a link for that in the link tree links on Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. But if you don't want to go that route, you can just go to freemanfurnishings.com forward slash shop, hit the apparel button, and that's the only thing listed under there. So you can pick up one of those tees. Um, and I'll probably, I really want to get a, um, some new designs out as well. I have some things that I'm thinking through in my head and, uh, boy, do I wish I had some graphic design background because that would be awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, go check that out. And as always, uh, you know, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hope you get to make something spend time with friends, family, if you can safely. Um, and as always, you know, stuff is still going on in the world. We're still in a pandemic. So please make sure that you are staying safe and staying healthy. Have a great weekend. And until next week, I will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.